It's episode 43 of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of May 20th, 2023. My name's Logan Plant. We're back after a couple weeks off and here to talk with me about the biggest Nintendo game maybe ever is Justin Corais. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks, man. You too. It's been a while since we've sat down and recorded. Dude, I have missed you both so much. I missed you too. We're going to miss Chris Shriver also because this is his last show for a while. Hi, Chris. Hi. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just dubbing it as the foreseeable future. That, okay. that basically just means um, I need to just like laser focus on getting my house ready. Uh, my wife is, uh, we are expecting in uh, July. Um, I have three scary. rooms to complete and uh, a lot of work ahead of me. And every minute when I'm not working, I need to be focused on getting that those those areas done. That's pretty so, good excuse, to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'll but, be back at some point, hopefully. Yeah, I'll be down back. The line. Yeah, I just, I, I can't deal with the pressure. But what a great show to go out on, though, because we're talking, of course, about the biggest Nintendo launch of the year. Gosh, of the life cycle. We're talking about Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp today. Let's go! The game Tears I the still game. haven't played yet. Zelda Tears of the... I know, we got it. Poor Advance Wars. Nobody knows it exists already. We're, of course, talking about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's going to be the big first half of our show. And then after that, I'm going to tell you all about the cool Nintendo stuff that I saw in Japan, which I'm really excited uh, to talk about as well. And then we have some listener questions that were sent in about our Toadstool Scramble Top 15 Nintendo Games of All Time ranking, including a little revision that we're going to make to the list uh, kind of in hindsight. So, uh, yeah, big show ahead. It's going to be a bit of a longer one, but... Uh, Zelda absolutely warrants that. So let's get into it. Tears of the Kingdom is here. Going to set the ground rules right now. We're not going to go in super spoiler heavy. Okay, We're going to talk about general thoughts on the game, uh, Link's new abilities that you all saw in the gameplay demonstration. And if you listened to this show, you heard us talk about them before we played it. Now we've played it. So we're talking Fuse, Ascend, Ultra Hand, and Recall. Uh, We're going to talk about Sky Island impressions, including the Great Sky Island, the first area of the game, which if you've played the game, you're probably already off by this point. Uh, We're going to talk about how different Hyrule feels from Breath of the Wild since it is the same overworld map uh, and how it compares to that game in general and if it's everything we hoped for. So we're going to talk about quite a few things with Tears of the Kingdom. So if you don't want to hear anything, you might not want to listen. But if you've played a good amount of this game, five plus hours, I'd say you're going to be pretty safe. Uh, So yeah, let's get into it. I'm going to start with with Justin, who I know is extremely excited to talk this game. First off, let's not get into specific just kind of your baseline, how many hours have you played, and in general, what do you think? So I think I'm somewhere in that 10 to 20 mark. I've had some work stuff that's come up that I've uh, unfortunately had to uh, dedicate too much time to. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'd say I'm right around that point. I'd say I'm probably three quarters focusing on the critical path for now. I want to get to just a certain point in that before I go like really crazy with going off the beaten path. Uh, holy crap, this game. I, the amount of time I sit in stunned silence while playing this game is staggering. Uh, and I, it's, it's the sort of thing where I spend so much time when I'm not playing it, thinking about it. And I go to work at my day job and I have all these different ideas in my head and things that I'm thinking about, or I like, for the first time ever, actually, like, took the time to set up to use, like, the internal capture of my Switch. Because so many crazy things have happened, and I've seen so many amazing things. I've done so many amazing things. Um, 
I have no idea what it must feel like to be a developer of an open world game right now, but it has to be devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's um this truly is an impressive game. It's it's a game that you could maybe say has been in development since Skyward Sword wrapped because so much of it is Breath of the Wild and builds off what Breath of the Wild already did. And I, I've been I love this game. I love it. I think it's going to be my favorite Zelda. There's a great chance it's going to be my favorite game of all time. Agreed. That's where I'm yeah. at with it. But so much of it is so Breath of the Wild, and I'm not going to get to specific spoilers, but like the main quest is very Breath of the Wild in what it asks you to do and the points it marks on your map. And the other main <laughs> quest familiar. is also very similar to Breath of the Wild. It's hitting the same beats where like it instead of like Breath of the Wild 2, it's like, Breath of the Wild version 2.0 almost in a way where it's like they just took this base game and just added a million things to it. And then it's had me wondering, like, man, is Breath of the Wild like obsolete after this game? Because it kind of feels like it. I can't imagine playing that again, personally, having played this. So I've come on this show before and said that I look at Breath of the Wild and I think maybe this is the best game, right? There's tens of thousands of video games that exist in like it's the best one the degree by which i feel like tears of the kingdom is better than breath of the wild is enormous mm-hmm. and i didn't i don't see how they pulled it off i don't know how it runs so well i don't know how it looks so good i don't know how it has all of these disparate systems that lets you do ridiculous things and it's so stable Witchcraft. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's witchcraft, witchcraft. You could say switchcraft. There you go. Ah, yeah. There you go. All right, Chris, hours and what do you think so far? I'm, if I had to guess, not including, I, I probably played about uh, three or four hours with my niece. Uh, we were in Virginia for our, one of our baby showers. Um, and she had never played a Zelda game before. Uh, so that was cool. Um, what a way to start. Oh, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, re- it was almost like seeing Breath of the Wild again through fresh eyes, um, because like while she's playing, like I was explaining everything to her and like how all these different mechanics work. She's only uh, six, um, but she was like really getting into it. Um, and outside of that, it's probably about eight to ten hours. Um, it's not a ton. Um, honestly, a lot of my time now is spent in the morning. Uh, I'll. <laughs> I've been waking up and trying to grow my my grass like on my lawn. I have a bunch of like dead dirt patches. Are you waking up to water so, it? Yeah, like I'm watering it. So like I'm waking up, I'm nice. turning on the sprinkler, oh, I make a cup of coffee, and then I sit at my desk and I I have my drawer. I have a drawer full of amiibo, and it's every Zelda amiibo. So I sit here and I scan all the amiibo, and like I'm just <laughs> daily amiibo scan. This is this is me at thirty. Like this is the most. <laughs> Like, this is exactly how it could have gone. I'm like, wow, right. house of the suburbs. I have it all. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like right now I'm like just stocking up on all these items um, and getting like all the different outfit pieces and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, like there's, you know, I've, I've done enough of the main quest where like I have the paraglider again, um, which is, which is cool. Cause like it, it does get to be a pain without that. Um, I, I, I need to like visit 
the goddess statue and just get more hearts or get more of the wheel because I'm like getting the areas where I'm like, all right, I can get it. I, I can do this. And then I try to do it and I can't because I'm so used to how like jacked I was in breath of the wild. Um, and I find, I think I finally hit that point where like, I can't get by with just like what they give you from the jump. Um, I'm sure I could if I were smarter, but I'm not. Um, and and I think that's the the craziest thing with this game is like I was listening to uh, the Nintendo podcast uh, with uh, the guy from Beat 'Em Ups Wood, um, and he was talking about uh, with the recall ability, you can like let's say you have a wooden plank, um, if you put it up into the air and let it drop, you can stand on it, do recall, and it basically becomes like a platforming thing for you to to scale up um and when he said that i was like i feel like the dumbest person for not (laughs) having thought of that get used to a lot of that yeah (laughs) but at the same time like my big dumb dumb brain will go into a dungeon and then say oh i gotta get this ball across this lake or whatever and i will just make a really long bridge or a really long Mm -hmm. quote-unquote boat and then i just pick up the ball and move it and i'm like Sure. Oh. If if you're gonna play the little noise after I get to the end of it for that, like great. I've got man, I've got stories. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I, I appreciate the most about this game is like they don't they're like sure, there's like a, a specific path that like Nintendo wants you to follow, right? Mm-hmm. They want you to, to go about things a certain way. But I don't think there is uh, the I fact that you can, true. Yeah, like the fact that you can just do whatever you want is Pretty they incredible. some dots on the map. Other than that, they're like, go yeah. to town, kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. You'll like when it comes it to individual puzzles, I think it's um, I think it's I think I saw like uh, Rebecca Valentine from IGN put it this way on Twitter, and I totally agreed with it. She said that it's no longer the intended solution solution. It's the offered solution. And it's like you yeah. can do it this way. Yeah, really well put. yeah. that's a brilliant mm-hmm. way of putting it. Um, but yeah, before I get into kind of my my big monologue about how much I love this game. I first want to just quickly highlight something Justin said. And then Chris made me think of it again when he was talking about making these long bridges. And I've seen a bunch of people on Twitter making like 20 plank long bridges and it doesn't break the game. And when you look at Redfall or when you look at Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which looks like an amazing game, but had some issues, uh, technically speaking, still does on PC specifically. You look at you look in Nintendo's house too. They're guilty of it too. They co-published Scarlet and Violet, which was an utter disaster. And then you look at this, which I'm gonna plant my flag and say is just indisputably a more ambitious game in basically every way than these three other games. And it runs like it does. And you can do this crazy stuff and it doesn't break. It chugs a little sometimes during the Ultra Hand segments, but for the most part, like it runs like a dream. Like how many years of development of this were just QA? Like, I can't even imagine. Right. It's it's unbelievable. We were talking about that. We've been talking about that at work. Like the the amount of there there are you know there are problems that like we have to solve like every day at my job that um it, watching what they were able they've been able to achieve with this game and and all the different scenarios that they've had to test and and the way that all the different systems tie into one another and we yeah. said the same thing about breath of the wild but like we to did. take it to the nth degree <laughs> that they have right. it's just like how stupid are we that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're yeah. able to pull this off it's unbelievable yeah, yeah so it just like kind of a broad view of it you know I'm, i i look at it and uh i i also feel like you know, this is a lightning in a bottle moment. Like I, I have a hard time seeing, um, you know, it, this is like, you know, at one point, you know, 
in the Olympics, like, you know, they set new world record for things like the long jump by like a quarter inch at a time. Then, what, then one year, some dude beats it by like three feet, right? Just yeah. suddenly out of the blue. And it's like, it's going to be a very long time before we push this again. And this is what it feels like. It's this amazing, perfect storm of uh, an exceptional, like, S plus plus tier developer. I'm t- like I'm talking like, best in the world, arguably the app the the best one on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, with a what seems like carte blanche in terms of time and budget to work as much as they want to, mm-hmm. with a team that is veteran and skilled, but also has extremely clear direction and a very cohesive idea for what they're trying to create, and they're able to to put something together with an existing framework so they don't have to worry about like they didn't have to build the engine for this game they didn't have to like start from scratch they could focus on their vision and the experience they wanted to put out there are so many huge factors that had to go into making something this good and this complete and even with the best intentions you know look at somebody like microsoft who seems to like to give studios a lot of time and a lot of money mm-hmm. and you end up with weird things that come out the other end like to get all of these elements to operate like at peak and come together like this this is ha- this is this isn't even like a once in a generation kind of thing this is such a rare thing to see all of those things come together and what we end up with is again a, a game that I, I again i haven't finished the game yet but at least at this point i feel like it's not only the greatest game but it's the greatest game by such an enormous margin that it feels like it's going to take years for folks to just approach it and and even if you wanted to try and replicate it like you can't because you can't recreate that exact recipe i kind of is the zelda team would have a hard time replicating it because i don't think they're gonna do a third game in this world i think they're gonna yeah do and that's one. it like yeah. so like they would yeah. have to like because the apparently Breath of the, Wild to the was next the- game yeah, yeah. the wild was just the prologue it was the like exactly. uh ground zeros apparently yeah. and we had no idea and here we are but Chris, I, I do wonder like yeah. well so two things i do wonder if they would uh if if this is going to be the new formula where like uh they have like the the mainline game where it's like, okay we built the framework like it's revolutionary whatever however that ends up shaking out and then you iterate upon that um because it obviously it's been very successful um the one thing I do want to ask, uh, I feel like Justin will, and no offense, Logan, it's just you're younger than the two of us. Um, Your back doesn't hurt as much as ours does. No, it really doesn't. Um, do you remember when Skyrim came out? Like, it it kind of felt like this a little bit. Yeah. Like, the way that people talked about the open world. Um, and, I mean, looking at that game now, like, Skyrim has a, a, a litany of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, famous for that. Um but I feel like that's really like one of the last times, other than maybe Eld- Elden Ring. Breath but I feel Wild. like that was that, sorry, Breath of the that, Wild was the other. Oh, Breath time. of the Wild. No, yeah. but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to include Zelda. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it. Um, I feel like from any other like AAA developer, I feel like Skyrim was that last moment of like this really like sets the bar for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I, I, I think the Elder Scrolls games could be a good call out there. The other one, the other one that comes to mind honestly is Grand Theft Auto Three. Like the only other time where I yeah, recall, yeah. like the industry being turned on its head and being like, "Oh, I like this feels like this is how you freedom. do it now." Like when we said freedom, we did not know that this is what that word meant. Like, right. We meant I can go left or right on my like two dimensional screen, and now I can just go wherever and, and do whatever. And I, I think that. Again, th- like this is the sort of thing that it's not even once in a generation thing. It's multiple generations before we yeah. see these like watershed type moments. 
And uh, it's like you have to really like dig into the archives and go way back before you can find something that elicits that same type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'll go on my little spiel about this game. I'm 45 hours in. I've played this game for I've played it for 45 <laughs> hours in the last six days. Uh, and a lot of that was was helped by a really a 24 hour long travel day back from Japan where I slept for like four hours and played the other 20. Uh, so that was that was like or Logan. It's been a lot since then. Uh, yeah, I've been super jet lagged, which is never something I've really experienced before. And just not. Are you caught up yet? Zelda. I think I'm back today. I think today okay. is the first day I finally feel uh, back on normal schedule, normal routine. But oh, my gosh, I, I am so, so impressed and in love with this game. I think that it is just in every way an improvement upon Breath of the Wild. And you guys know I I have mixed feelings about Breath of the Wild. I am not as in love with that game as everybody else is. I was not as in love with it six years ago as everybody else was. And, and this one's different for me. And I think that when I looked at breath of the wild, I I loved its open world. I loved its exploration. I just felt a lot of missed opportunities. I thought that the enemy variety was severely lacking. Like how many Bacoblins did you fight in that game? So it never ended. I thought that the dungeons were, were a weak point and the shrines, there were like 20 to 30 of them that were the tests of strength and you just fight the same guardian. And it was like, yeah, there's amazing exploration, but I felt the reward for so much of it was, oh, here's a shrine. This game's not like that. This game has just stepped up to the next level in every conceivable notion that I just said. Enemy enemy variety is incredible. There are so many new enemy types in this game, some that will shock and delight longtime Zelda fans. It's happened to me multiple times already. I've been thrilled by some of the stuff I've seen. Uh, the shrines, I think, are across the board better. There's like just as many of them, but I think the puzzles held within are very good. The tests of strength are gone. They've been replaced with a similar but different thing that is actually varied each time and is brilliant and, and is very fun. I think that the the Sky Islands are just incredible and I love being up there. There's so many like classic Zelda puzzles up there that are very fun and it's actually been the highlight of the game for me so far is has been exploring the sky. Like there's just everything in this game that you could have complained about about Breath of the Wild except for weapon durability, whatever. I guess that's still there. But pretty much everything else has been fixed and I just think that is just super impressive and remarkable and to be as polished as it is i agree with everything justin was saying i don't think we've ever seen a game as impressive as this i think that link's new kit of abilities the the recall ascend ultra hand and fuse have created some of the best puzzles nintendo's ever made i think that they're so much more flexible and and interesting to use than the four sheikah slate powers were in breath of the wild like i think everyone has more depth and is more interesting than the ones were back then. Like some of the things you could do, like just with Ultra Hand or with Recall, like rewinding things in ways you did not think about before this game came out or fusing things to your shield that have like outcomes that blow your mind every time. Like it's just unbelievable discovery um, in every single way. And yeah, I just I just kind of chuckled to myself at the people who were like, this just looks like DLC or is it going to feel any different? I'm like, how could you ever doubt these guys that took six years? They took longer to make this than they took to make Breath of the Wild. Like, obviously, there's going to be stuff in here. And yeah, I'm, I'm just honestly in awe of it. I love it so much more than Breath of the Wild in every way. And I, yeah, I think it's probably my favorite Zelda, uh, which is where you, I'm at, at right now, which is crazy. You know, you know something that has stood out for me, uh, uh, one of our. Uh, our shared favorite Zeldas, which is no surprise, we have a lot of favorite Zeldas that we've talked about in the past is Twilight Princess. Yes. And something that I always really appreciated about that was how cinematic it is at times. Uh, by far, I thought the most cinematic in the series. There are 
moments, I'm not as deep into you uh, in this game that feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, from the very beginning intro uh, of of the game, like it seems like there is a lot more story happening and not just like occasional cutscenes and memories, but like real like the the things that you do, like then uh, the and I, I hate saying the word narrative, but like the narrative is playing out with you in it beyond just like your own adventures that we then tell funny stories about. Mm-hmm. And so even the like little quibbles that I had, like things, things like that were, man, I wish there was more story. Oh, I wish there was more music. Oh man. When like the way that they m- use music and how fantastic the music is at times, it's, it, it's like, it's like at every level they've, they've taken stuff so far beyond what they did before. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Twilight Princess. I think that, one of my biggest criticisms with Breath of the Wild is I think it lost a lot of the the kind of heart and, and just what I had grown used to from previous 3D Zelda games. And yeah, they were ditching the formula. It was like they're, they're like a teenager who rebelled, abandoned everything they knew, and now they're in their 20s and they're like, okay, I can fuse those parts of my past. I didn't mean to say fuse, but I did. I can fuse those parts of my past with uh, who I am now and, and you just bring it all together. And that was my main hope for this game. And they've done it. There are things that you do in this game that remind me of things you do in Wind Waker. That's all I'll say, I'll be very vague, but there are things you do that feel like that. The story feels like how they told Twilight Princess's story, like Justin was saying. Obviously the comparisons to Skyward Sword are right in front of your face the entire time. Yeah. Like those are there. But just like, I feel like they pulled these little pieces. Honestly, the 3D Zelda I think this is most like is Majora's Mask. And not in the way we thought where it's like, oh, it's gonna be this dark twisted story, but Maybe I'll save this for next week, but there's one way that I feel like it is incredibly like Majora's Mask that I think is very cool, and I like what they've done. One thing I can talk about that's like Majora's Mask is the side quests, I think, are an enormous step up from Breath of the Wild. You had Terrytown in Breath of the Wild, which was a great side quest. I think that was the only one. I think the rest were pretty mediocre. And this game has probably six or seven different plot threads. They've actually titled them now Side Adventures rather than Side Quests. They have Side Quests, which are your generic fetch quests. But these Side Adventures are all to the level of Terrytown or when you think of some of the the best Side Quests in Zelda history, there's like 10 of them in here and they're all awesome and distracting. And just like Breath of the Wild, you'd be like, I'm going to go to Goron City. And then three hours later, you're in freaking Gerudo <laughs> Desert fighting something you've never seen before. And it's just, the other games can't do it. They're just not bold enough to just get, hand you the reins. Like, Horizon, God, I cannot stand how those open world quests are designed in the, in the first game that I played. Like, it, it's just another open world game too. This, Elden Ring did it too, but that game has different barriers in terms of difficulty. They don't make it as approachable as Zelda. Like, this is the only like mainstream open world game that's just like do what you want, and they've done it twice in a row now, and it's just like man, what, what are people going to take? Starting to think of? maybe it's not a fluke. Yeah, I think maybe those Nintendo guys know what they're doing. I yeah. think they're going to make it. You know yeah. what? That might be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, looked like you were going to say something when I was talking about Majora's Mask. Uh, no, just mainly that it seems like more. This game does a better job at. Um, it'll present you with missions that you can kind of do in the order in which you choose. Um, if you go into that adventure log, and I, Breath of the Wild had that, um, but I feel like it 
in this one, and I think it's like the exact same system, so I don't know why I feel like it's more focused. It might just be the way that that pause menu is set up because it is different. Yeah, different yeah. Like like the adventure log in Breath of the Wild is like just pretty much just text based um, with the, with the map. Um, this one they'll give you like a little picture and like you know all that, um, but it it does feel like if you don't have ADD, which it's hard to not. Uh, when you play this game because like you just stumble upon things the entire time you're trying to do anything. Um, it, it it does make it easier. I think to stay focused on like, I just need to get to the dot. The problem is everything that happens along the way to the dot. Um, random thing that happened. Well, I know I'm rambling. I don't care. Um, random thing that happened before uh, we signed on was I two or three days ago. I was at a shrine scanning my amiibo, drinking my coffee, and my uh, I got Epona uh, from nice. from the Twilight Princess one, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. Played more. I've been to all sorts of places. I just went back to that same shrine, and she was still there. And I couldn't, and like, I hadn't you put her in. You abandoned her. I did. Oh. But I thought, I was like, okay, I'll just scan it again later, ass. and yeah, uh-huh. we'll Crazy. survive. And, uh, yeah, still there. And then I'm like, great, I can register at a stable and I'm good to go. But I I did not know that that like that definitely would not have happened in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. There's a lot. I don't, I don't know, because then like sometimes you'll build something, you'll go in a shrine, come out and it's gone. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I've had that happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's at some point, I really hope they do another like big GDC talk or something where they actually talk about like. Yeah. what's behind the tech and and like what determines if something persists and if it goes away and which things are flipped by like blood moons and mm-hmm. um like how they prioritize those things and like and i'm telling you every developer is gonna want to watch that mm-hmm. like you know you look at like just your your basic suite of powers like that has to be like imagine you're sitting in a conference room right with the with the, like the leads of all the different like parts of the team and you're like all right guys here's what i want what if we tracked every object for 30 seconds just in case we wanted to rewind it at any point <laughs> forever for this game? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not like one temple. Like it's just that. that is going to stand yeah. up, flip the table and never come back. Yeah. But they did it. And that's just and like one thing. Up. And like that's a power that a lot of people like forget about. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's one of my favorite I, powers. I think it's like it's very oh, if Zelda. You, if you know how to leverage it properly, I mm-hmm. think I think it is the the most impactful power. Yes, if, I agree. if you know how to use it. Yeah. So let me let me ask you guys this: like when I played Breath of the Wild, like admittedly, I really didn't use any of the powers that they gave you much at all, unless it was like, oh, I need a bomb, and not, yeah. here, now I have one. Um, like, do you did you play that game the same way and? How are the powers in Tears of the Kingdom changing the way that yeah, you're playing? I'd like to speak to this first because this is something I've been I've been thinking a lot about, which is that uh, Breath of the Wild was a, a quest for courage. I think was a fun way to describe that game. Courage fit in well with the Zelda lore, like right? They they pin they pin the final boss on your map and they just say go, and you can approach it at any time that you like, but not until you have the the courage to do so. How do you get that courage? You get more stamina, you get better armor, you get more hearts, you get good weapons, you learn how to cook, you learn how to climb, you go in and you do it. The entirety, I think, of of Breath of the Wild to me was learning how to navigate the world, right? Mm -hmm. You, You were learning, oh, I slipped down the mountain when it rains. Oh my gosh, I can strap a hot weapon to my back, and that cools me, or and that heats me up through the frost. And it's learning all these systems 
But we carried all that knowledge over. So no longer to me is, is Tears of the Kingdom this quest for courage. It's instead a quest, I think, for creativity. And it's like you already have this baseline knowledge of how all these systems work. And then they give you these toys that I think are even more fun to play with than the ones in Breath of the Wild. And so I think for me, at least, because I know how Breath of the Wild plays, I've been wanting to spice the game up and make it feel different. Because you could just play this game like Breath of the Wild. You could climb everything, glide everywhere, and it would feel like you were playing Breath of the Wild. But if you use this stuff on Link's hand, like it feels like a completely different game. And so I think that has pushed me to use these powers much sooner than I did in Breath of the Wild, um, because I already know how the game works. I know how Link interacts with this world at a base level, so I can kind of elevate it already and start to rewind things in crazy ways or fuse crazy things. And so I, I think that they, they've done that in a really smart way uh, to give you this set that changes how you interact with the world so it doesn't feel too samey. And that's been one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent on that, honestly. So I was I was doing completing my master mode playthrough basically up until release, which means that honestly, I'm pretty dialed in on like combat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so like, like I, I dumped all my hearts into stamina because things just don't hit me that much. Um, mm -hmm. and so, uh, for me, like a lot of times if there's like a combat encounter, usually the very first thing I want to do is look around and see what kind of ridiculous stuff I can pull off in this fight. Right. And yep. that's a lot of the fun to me is like, oh, like there was, th there was a moment where, um, I saw a group of Bacoblins and a group Classic. of constructs. Right. And like. They couldn't see each other because they're separated by a wooden barrier. So I'm like, okay, light that on fire. That goes down. Then I just sit there and watch them fight for a while. Uh, just like eat, eating, eating my popcorn, like watching <laughs> them, them do their thing. And then I swoop down at the end and I finish them or like, you know, try and glide in and pull cool, like arrow combinations. And like, you know, uh, we, we've seen this in trailers, like when they throw something at you, like I had a um, Moblin throw an explosive barrel at me and then I just like Uno reverse it right back at him. He's surrounded by a bunch of other ones. They all explode. Everybody explodes. Everyone's on fire. I'm a little on fire. It's a great time. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it is one where like, you know, that leveraging that to have a, a lot of a, a lot of fun, I think, is something that I'm just naturally drawn to in the way that they're doing the game. It also means, though, that I do end up like feeling kind of dumb sometimes. So, like, I was in one of the, the dungeons. I'm not going to spoil the dungeon, but, you know, they mentioned that there are dungeons. So I, I, yeah, I feel like I can say that that those exist. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in one of the dungeons and you know, doing the fairly conventional thing, like completing my tasks, going yeah. from rooms and doing all these things. And there's little individual puzzles in it. And finally, I end up in this room and, like, I look it up and, like, there's a big opening in the ceiling to get to the room above. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking around. There's no planks. I don't see any boards. I'm like, is there anything I can set on fire? And I'm sitting there for like a couple of minutes, like, how the hell do I get up there? And then my 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 son, who's a, a is further ahead than I, he he loves Zelda too, is like, are you gonna climb up there? And I'm like, oh my god, I can climb. <laughs> what yeah. is wrong with the me? basic skill, the baseline? foundation of these games yeah i'm like yeah. i'm like okay like if i stick this together stick this maybe i can throw that and then i don't know mm -hmm. recall it and then ascend it and then backflip and, and he's like no just climb up the wall dude oh over engineering oh my god yeah. Razor. yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that's what i knew this was game of the year yeah <laughs> the I, other you go chris oh, oh sorry uh, uh go ahead I, I was gonna switch topics real quick i was just gonna say the the other thing i think about already knowing how the world works and then playing with it in these fun new ways 
is a reason I'm liking it more than I initially liked Breath of the Wild, uh, I think, because like, I think Breath of the Wild gets really, really fun once you're, I think it's really, really fun at the beginning when you don't know anything and then you kind of learn enough stuff. And then I think for me, it lost a little bit. Then I think it gets really, really fun again when you then push yourself to like innovate. And I think that Tears of the Kingdom, like I said, I'm pushing myself from the start and I'm taking my time and I'm letting myself get more distracted. I'm playing in pro mode. Highly recommend. It clears all UI. Please do. Everything. Even the hearts, which were still in pro mode in Breath of the Wild. The hearts only show up when you're in combat uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. So when you're just gliding around the gorgeous sky islands, it is just nothing. And I love that. So... Uh, yeah, I think that it's just it's pushed me to be more creative and and be more willing to explore in these things that, yeah, it's just really clicking for me this time. But Chris, go ahead. You were going to say something. Uh, the one question I was going to ask was, uh, so we were playing when I was playing with my niece, um, we were playing Tears of the Kingdom and we had to leave. And I was like, I, I didn't I didn't want to lose my save. And I was like, well, why don't you try Breath of the Wild? Um, because like you've never played it and like, it might be like a cool experience for you and like, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was funny watching her play a little bit of it was like, because you start out there and like, you don't have anything. And like, there were certain mechanics that she had gotten used to within tears of the kingdom that were were stripped away. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, well, what? I don't understand. Like, why isn't this here? Like, you know, expecting it to be there. Um, and it got me, it really got me thinking like, is other than the story and if if you have the time like is it really necessary for anyone to play breath of the wild at this point or do you think like they should just jump right into tears of the kingdom i think i like if i were a kid that age Mm -hmm. i would say like if you're really that into it like definitely play breath of the wild and experience that's your heart's content then like you have all the time in the world when you're a kid you know what i mean like why not do it um but for people that are maybe have less time, like, what do you guys think? Like, how would you, how would you uh, make that recommendation? I think I've convinced my mother-in-law to buy a switch and play tears of the kingdom. Uh, and she did not play breath of the wild. So nice. I, yeah. I definitely fall on like that side of the fence. I think that if you're a serious fan of uh, breath of the wild, it's, you know, still an incredible game. Um, I think that again, just in, in terms of like how far this pushes things. Um, I, I think that you would be, um, well, I mean, well, it's still a, a great time. I, I think that you would be putting a lot of hours between yourself and something that is like truly remarkable, um, especially when it's part of the cultural zeitgeist. So I would I would jump right, right into it. Yeah, but if if, uh, if you're as invested in it as we are, I would say, and you haven't played oh, you Breath of the Wild, just skip. <laughs> just skip ahead. Well, um, and that was, yeah, that was kind of the, the reason I was thinking about it. I was like, she's six years old. She lives in the middle of Virginia and, you know, in the woods, basically. Like she's not on Twitter. She, like we are. She's not she's on like, Twitter. Look, she's like, yeah, you, you need to get the whiteboard. You need to start talking about the timeline. Like where it's like, <laughs> yeah. she, she got to know this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it that, started with the mice and then just go from there. <laughs> I think that if, Oh, I, I actually put this into practice. Because my uh, my girlfriend's brother, we were on a, like a family call with her family, and he we were telling him about our, our trip to Japan, and he was like, "Logan, have you played Zelda yet?" Because he knows I'm a huge fan, and I was like, "Yeah, I've played it for like 20 hours already." And he said, "How is it? Should I play Breath of the Wild first? Never played Breath of the Wild, doesn't really care about games." And I said, "Yes, you should play Breath of the Wild first because I think Breath of the Wild is still an incredible experience." 
it's not going to be as incredible if you play this one first. But you will get two incredible experiences if you play That's, Breath yeah. of the Wild first. And yeah, then I think you will be so overwhelmed by the systems I was talking about. Like, how does temperature work? How does cooking work? How does climbing work? Uh, if you just jump into Tears of the Kingdom and on the Great Sky Island, this Zonite construct is like, and you need 30 pieces of Zonite to convert it into the crystallized <laughs> charge. And you need 100. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It's too many systems, I think, if you haven't. If you're not a big gamer and you haven't played Breath of the Wild, I'd recommend Breath of the Wild first. That was kind of my thought. Like I, and and that's what I thought was interesting when I was going through that whole exercise with her. Was I was like, well, this should be easier for you to understand because there's less for you to figure out. And yet she was like, where do I get a stick? Where do I get a shield? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I think like especially the the fusion and like God hand mechanics. I think that they're really intuitive. Uh, I I think that you could take somebody who has. I'm like, sorry, you've called a God hand a couple times. Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, uh, just throwing it out. Where's that yeah, coming please, from? Please correct me. Is it me, the, yeah. from the yeah. game god? Ultra man? hand. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay. God uh, hand. God, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wish I was playing. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, but like, I, I do think I like everybody get, gets Legos, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that, hey, you can grab objects and stick them together. I don't know that you need 100 hours of uh, training to be ready to go in and yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, you mentioned like zone charges. Like, you don't really need to interface with that if you don't want to. I mean, I think that you know, if you go online, you'll see some amazing constructs. Like, people are making Gundams and they're making Korok torture devices and they're making giant robots that are not safe for work. And uh, like, you can do those things if you want to like learn deeply behind those things. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that 99% of all constructions are just like hot glue gunning a couple of things together and throwing it out there. What uh, works? And I, like the bare yeah. minimum of what works. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think you need a like Zelda university degree in order to do that. Yeah, that was kind of the secondary. I think my main point was that Breath of the Wild is not going to look nearly as impressive if you play in second. <laughs> so that was the main, you know that was my main point. Yeah. I So I will say, I, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was listening to a podcast. They were, they were kind of talking about a similar topic. I I think I, I expect there are still replays of Breath of the Wild in my future. I think that the like like near post apocalypse timeline, the quieter, more sparse, like more mysterious world, I think is different enough and has a lot of appeal and you know, thematically that game is so much about reconstructing the past and you know, basically like the game is on the precipice of finishing and you're building everything before that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas so far my experience with uh, Tears of the Kingdom is that everything is about you pressing forward and like what comes next and getting, you know, redacted together and like assembling all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like the, even though like they obviously share, you know, extremely common DNA. I think they, the way that they play in th- and the way they are thematically and just the way the worlds are constructed are different enough that, like, they're honestly, like, really different experiences. And I don't think that one makes the other worse um, or takes away the things that it, it did, does well. Because, like, frankly, the things that Tears of the Kingdom does amazing are just completely different things from what Breath of the Wild was doing, which is part of why it blows my mind so much. It's interesting because it is different things, but it's almost like they have the same uh, the same result. Like it does things in an extremely different way, but the end result, I feel like in both games, you find yourself saying, "I can't believe that worked," uh, <laughs> or your jaw just drops. Yeah. Like, but it's very different things in 
in Breath of the Wild, it was like this little like, oh, you you chained together your weapons and they all shocked and the current carried through. And now that seems like one on one to us compared to what right, people now, are doing. Like, now yeah, now now you would have fused them all together and put them on a robot that's spinning them and uh, <laughs> yeah. it runs flailing at your enemies. I also will say, I'll, spoiler light here. There have been moments where I'll just say I have been rewarded for things I remembered that were important in Breath of the Wild. There are places I've gone to, the game did not tell me to go. Where I went there because I'm like, that was an important place in Breath of the Wild. I go there and something has happened and nobody told me to go there. I just knew because I had played that previous game. And that's been a very cool experience. It's something that Nintendo's not really been able to mess with before, except in A Link Between Worlds, they've done it there. Uh, because that's the same thing, just 20 years apart. But yeah, they they were able to do it a lot more here because I think a lot they kind of expected that most people coming to this will have played the previous one. So that's been Man, a cool experience. Dude, doing a direct sequel every now and then is freaking great. Yes, they never I, do I, it. I wish they, they would do that more. Do it. Yeah. yeah, and like that that was a, a, a big part of my excitement for that game, for this game was exactly that. It's like, hey, like what's going on with this place now? Like... Uh, yeah. what's happened here in this spot, in this, like, I don't want to spoil anything, like, in these places, like, you know, I go, mm-hmm. I go to certain towns or villages that you spent a lot of time in before, and, like, part of what I want to do is just catch up on, like, everybody's lives and what people are doing, and people's lives have progressed. Mm-hmm. People have taken on, like, new roles, and, like, life has advanced, and, like, towns that were really important to you in the past yeah like you check them out and it's like oh geez this is this is what's happening now and there's one place in particular i haven't been yet i wonder if it might be the place that you're talking about that i've been sort of intensely like like saving uh until i go there uh and i think i'm gonna do it after my current main story quest uh because it's kind of on the right side of the world where is it if you haven't been you can say it if it's just somewhere you know from breath of the wild where is it okay uh i want to go to link's house okay I want to I want to catch up on there and sort of snoop around what what uh, his life has been like for this last little while and see how um, that's not is that Akala or whatever town that is like just catch up on, on everything it's Hideno, Hideno, yeah. that's it I, I knew it was one of the two and I figured out yeah. I had the wrong one in my head um, yeah and like catch up on all that uh, uh, and yeah so like that's been like at the top of mind. I'll just say it's happened in multiple places. This important Breath of the Wild place I go to I'm like. Okay, like they thought of that. They're thinking of everything because, of course, they are. They've had six years to think about what they <laughs> yeah, want to think about it. Like. Yep. Yeah. Um, what, so, uh, um, do you ha- do you guys have a favorite, um, like, I, like ability, like combination that you've worked or like construction that you put together? Because, like, that's so much of what I feel like you realize a few hours in is that, like, you don't. It's not like Breath of the Wild where like you make a bomb and it's a bomb. It's like, all right, I'm gonna use this with this with this, and now here's this like ultra contraption I've I've assembled. Yeah, I actually posted one of mine on Twitter, um, which Chris watched and then said, I feel like I just learned so much in 30 seconds or something like that. I was just like, teach me. It was that yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Doctor Strange moment. All right, tell us I, about it. I've actually, I thought I was gonna be really bad at the building, um, but really it's, it's pretty intuitive. I think after the first few times you do it, I was at first worried like, oh gosh, these controls are not good, but I've gotten very used to them and 
I no yeah. longer have that criticism. I didn't, I didn't realize at first until somebody pointed out to me that you can remove stuff after you've super glued them. So I had a number of like partially done constructions that I then abandoned because I You're like, ah, get it out of here. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I was in this shrine, which is a very famous shrine on Twitter. People are calling it the Tony Hawk shrine because uh, it's just a is. bunch of grind rails. <laughs> yep. And it's like, what the heck do you do? And so I get to the last area of this, which is the biggest challenge. Basically, the shrines, are, which I think are great across the board, by the way. I've done 50 of them. I'm not tired of them. I was tired after like 30 or 40 in Breath of the Wild. I love them in this game because of the puzzle tool set. And so I get to the end, and it's these like two side-by-side rails. And it's like, I don't know what it wants me to do. I don't know what the offered solution is here. Because there's some like stone slabs and some Zonai fans nearby. And like, that's it. And so eventually I rigged together this tower where I put a stone slab uh, down and then I take the tallest one and I lay it on top. So it's like a, it, to make the tower as tall as possible. And then I put another one up there along with a fan so I can activate it. And then I put two fans down below because all Zonai things activate on the same thing when, when you activate one. So then I ascend to the top of this thing that mm-hmm. I built and I activate it and it starts blowing me along these, these rails. And then... You can't use your Zonai devices in your inventory when you're in a shrine. They are gone. They are blocked off to you. But I am obsessed with minor spoilers for a Zonai device, a, the spring. I'm obsessed with the spring. The spring. Uh, oh, my God. That because you can attach it to your shield and trigger a shield surf and then just boing launch into the air. And so I did that when my like my really tall contraption was about to fall off the track. And then I just glide to the end of the rail and get to the finish. And it was like, I don't know what the heck they wanted me to do, but uh, that was like my biggest. <laughs> it was like so far. It was legitimately one of the coolest things I've ever seen someone do in a video game. Like, <laughs> it's I, not I, nearly as cool as what some other people are doing. Well, and I forget, like, because there's certain uh, there's certain things I forget that you can do. It's been so long since we played Breath of the Wild, and like, there, you know, we had all those moments of like, oh, that's right, you can you can you can skate on a or shield surf. Um, and the fact that you can grind on a rail, grind rails like, now. like I wish it just yep. popped up with yep. like the 800 and like, it just started counting, <laughs> yeah. you know, smart counter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's been my favorite. Uh, Chris, you have anything of a fun story like that? Sure. Have you not played enough? Uh, uh stuff that I've built, um, it, or a combination I'm, of powers or, or like something. a fuse. Or I'm anything. really, I'm really, so I'm really looking forward to getting, um, I've only encountered it like one or two times. Like when you get handles for things, which sounds so stupid. Um, But there's a, uh, there have been so many moments where like they give you that flying one um, where it's like, it looks like the bird or like the plane. Um, The wing. Or the wing. Yeah. And I just go, all right, I'm going to attach fans to this. And like, I can never get the order right. Like I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, where I'll like throw it out over like if I'm in a sky island I'll throw it out and I'm like okay and I get now I got to jump on it and then if I don't hit it then I just like plummet to my death or it like goes the wrong direction and like I can't you know I can't wrap my head around it um I feel like I need a solid like half hour to just tinker with that yeah um you know and and tools like that to to actually like really start to get it um I just it's just having the time and half the time that I get in if I'm not scanning amiibo um I like I'm just running around like just uh, I'm playing it similarly to how I played Breath of the Wild. And I feel like that's probably not the best use of my time. Like I'll pass by stables with parts on them and I'm just like, okay. And then I just I don't even bother. Like I need to get into building more than I have been. 
How about you, Justin? What's the best thing um, you felt? Yeah, boy, I've, I've had a couple of great moments. So I, I shared a funny clip on Twitter of uh, me ascending uh, uh, up to the top of a talus uh, to hit the big crystal thing and then accidentally hitting the B button and dropping instead and just taking a fist right to the face and being killed instantly. <laughs> um, but so what, one of my favorite combinations I found is um, using... Um, Alter hand and recall and alternating them. So like I was in a shrine. And I forget the name of it, but the the offered solution is you take these shapes uh, and you rotate them in a certain way and pass them through these openings to get to the other side. Yep. So I'm, I'm working on those. I did the first part of it. Cool. And I, I'm always looking for the hidden chest. And then I like I, and you know I find the hidden chest and like I find some boxes. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just trying to do something. Uh, I'm gonna have some fun here because the box is a little bit elevated. And I realized that. Like anytime you use alter hand to raise something, there's a ceiling, there's a height limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, okay, well, if I raise something and then lower it and then use recall, it's going to go back up to that height. So if I ride it like an elevator, but alter hand another box on the way up, I can now raise that even higher. And because that raised all the way from the ground, now I have an even higher elevator. And you can chain these together to get ridiculous heights, just like these ever ascending like elevators of boxes. So I use that to get ridiculously high, and I grab that that little object that you're supposed to like twist and turn and keyhole uh, through it, and I just yeet it right over the fence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so great, and I yeah, saw and I you just, do that. Yep, and I, I just yeah, and I, I I just clipped that last little bit of it, but uh, and then yeah, I just jump over, go through, finish the puzzle, uh, and it's like one of those things where it's who makes a game that is like comfortable, like that that. It, has the courage to be comfortable with giving players the ability to do these things. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I, I love every shrine. Um, I will say, I get exceptionally giddy. I don't know, if, can we talk about signs? Oh, sure. yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. So there, there's a recurring puzzle, which is just a dude holding a sign that's going to fall over, and he needs you to hold it in place for him. And I get so excited every time I see this. Because every time the sign is like a little bit different, it like will fall in a different direction or it has different cutouts and things like that. And so you just kludge together ridiculous things to hold it in place. And it is like my, it, like this literally could be an entire game unto itself. It could be a puzzle game that I would buy and play. And every time I see this dude, I was like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go save high. Oh, hold on, hold on. Gotta help my homie with the sign real quick. I Honestly. I feel like I've spent the majority of my time doing just that. Like, I, I, I will guy. run around to different areas. And I'm like, there he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> my funny story with that one uh, is that it was it took me an embarrassing number of times to realize that that wasn't just like a bit and that you could actually interact with him. I was Aww. like, because Aww. I ran into him the first time and I'm like, try letting go. And I'm like, Link's just being a jerk, like having this guy drop <laughs> his sign. And then I see him the second time and I'm doing something else so I don't think about it. And then I see him the third time and right next to him, I see one of the like construction kits yep. like, that they drop on. I'm like, I am the dumbest player in the world. <laughs> How did I not realize that? Uh, but now I did I mean, right to be fair, they don't- ready to climb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't, yeah. like, tell you explicitly, no. like, do yeah. this. It should be just more like, hey, put two and two together. And, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because you're thinking, you're trying to think on such a high level of how to interact with this world. Like, when Justin forgot to climb that thing, it's just, yeah. it, just it just passes you by. It just Well, and part of it, too, is, like, <laughs> yeah. But there's also parts of the game where, like, are legitimately goofy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, um, I ran into. I love it. I, I, I don't know. Well. I ran into a group of researchers that were dressed a certain way. 
that uh yes yep that uh like and they're, and they're they're just they're too super serious about it. Um, you know, there's random little moments like that that um, you forget exist in Zelda, and when they happen, it's just like it makes you all giddy. Yeah, it's so it's so quirky, and Zelda will always be weird and, and funny and quirky, and I love it for that. Like, I think so. Those are the, some of the moments of the series that stick out in my head the most. Like the guy that teaches you the the song in Wind Waker to change time of day that's like dressed like Elvis Presley like yes. dancing on this yeah. mountain. Yep. And I'm like, who is like, this guy? Of town. <laughs> yeah. There's stuff like oh, that in what here. What a king. I'm not ready oh, to talk I, about it yet, but I think my favorite Zelda character of all time is introduced in this game. And I'm not talking wow. about the main core ones. Like, like my favorite Zelda side character, I'll say. Because my favorite character for years has been Makar. I adore Makar, the OG Korok from Wind Waker. I love that guy. He plays the fiddle and he is just, he is the cutest thing. I've shown off the, the handmade Makar uh, plush that my sister made me. Um, but I think there's someone in this game that replaces him. I'm wondering if any, either of you have a guess to who it is, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'll think, but I will say I am like the, the quality of the NPCs uh, is Hi. amazing now. Like they, like they are, there's so much more like diversity and uniqueness. And there are so many characters who seem like, bespoke characters rather than just like miscellaneous highly number 655 that we generated a random name for uh it oozes personality and even the ones that you do meet that do seem kind of generic like usually they're up to something weird or oh man like there are you will occasionally encounter very unusually dressed travelers <laughs> yes you will. and uh, uh and they're a lot of fun um yeah it's I like the fact that you'll you'll also just like you could be like a adjacent or near like a Goron area, like primarily a Goron area, and like mm-hmm. you'll just come across a Gerudo that's just traveling, mm-hmm. um, and they'll like have a conversation with you. Um, also, if you because um, I don't think they did this in Breath of the Wild, like any of the NPCs, they'll have like the little speech bubble above them um, when like you're just around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, they did that like much. in the rain. Yeah, like a little is that yeah. what it was? There yeah. would be little things you would pick up, but now it, it is so much more. It's like, like full I get, text. I get kind that, of that like almost Elder Scrolls style where it feels like everybody has a life that they are living. Yeah. Whether you're there to see it or not. Yeah. Uh, and the the fact that, that they pull it off and that there's still me's that were translated into NPCs is fantastic. Yeah. I I tweeted this out. I wish it had gained a little more attention because I think it's I think it's a really smart inspiration Nintendo's taken for this game. Four years ago, the there was an interview with Aonuma who said, "Yeah, a lot of our developers are playing Red Dead Redemption 2. and I was and they said, and they're inspired by it. And I was like, "What the heck is that going to mean?" I think it's the NPCs. I really do. I think it's when you're out on the road riding your horse and there's another person riding their horse that goes by and they Mm -hmm. need your help or they are selling goods or actually have something of value to you rather than five times out of ten being a a Yiga clan member, which was like everybody in Breath of the Wild. I'm like, I'm not even talking to people anymore because they're probably going to just be Yiga clan. But in this game, it's like... There's a dude being attacked. There's like guys that need my help. There's like stuff going on. And it feels that's where I think the Red Dead influence came in was Mm -hmm. with NPCs and like Link's like a cowboy riding his horse, like going around. I think that's what it I think that's right. You can you can tip your cap or you can talk to him. Just know if you do, they might send you on an awesome quest that's going to take you hours. So you got to decide. Yeah. And I like (laughs) that a lot.
Okay, well, we've gone like an hour so <laughs> on this game. And uh, I wanted to talk about the Great Sky Island, which is the opening area of the game. Um, so let's do maybe uh, 15-ish more minutes on this um, before we move on. Uh, the Great Sky Island is where you start. And so we're going to go into kind of spoilers for that area because when I started this game, I'm not going to lie, I was a little apprehensive about this area because it's literally called the Great blank plateau sky island and there's this spirit who guides you through it just like it was the it was the king in breath of the wild it's a new character named roru shout out to the ocarina of time reference uh roru in this game and you go to the four shrines you do the things and then you leave and i was like wow they are just sticking to the script and i felt a little apprehensive about it because i was like is that just how this whole game's gonna be turns out yeah a little bit a little bit like we talked about with the story and, and, the, and the kind of main scenario and the quest line of the game. Um, so yeah, the, the Great Sky Island, I thought, was also more linear than the plateau, where I really felt on the plateau, it was a mini open world, but this felt like, here's the puzzle area to learn this, here's the area to learn this, here's the area to learn this, um, where the plateau felt like a mini game in and of itself. I think the Great Plateau is one of like the most elegant levels Nintendo's ever designed. So it's a very high standard to hold up to. I legitimately think it's the highlight of Breath of the Wild. Um, so this just didn't quite meet it for me, uh, Justin. And I want—I want to know what you thought of it, of the Great Sky. Island. Yeah, uh, I thought the Great Sky Island was was great. Was was very good. Um, <laughs> uh, so I the because I discovered pretty early on that it's a playground. Like that's what it's meant to be. Like they're yeah. like here, like here's all these things. We're gonna throw all these toys out there, and it was it, they they. I think they did a pretty good job with kind of core pathing of being like, okay, go here and then go here and then go here. Um, I can see it being challenging for some folks because of the differences in like levels and elevations. And because it has a pretty linear path, you're supposed to follow. If you end up like not going the right direction or you fall off from one height to another, um, yep. like it'd be tough to get back. Um, but outside of that, like it, it, even though it's a direct sequel, it did such a good job for me recreating a sense of discovery. Like even through all the trailers, like I didn't actually know much about like those Zodai constructs in terms of like what their deal was. Right. And you meet different types and like some are like actually helpful and like guideposts for you. And they tell you, listen, those ones are combat types. So like my job is to be a guide. So I'm going to guide you. Their job is combat. So they're going to combat you. Um, and he's like, but if you smash him, smash him. It's like, cool. All right. Let's, I, I don't feel bad about this. Then let's go. And so I thought that uh, uh, I thought that was fun. I think there there are enough spots along the way that do reward you for exploring. Like you know, everybody has made ultra long bridges. That's the first time I made one where I was at one island and there's another island off the side with no clear way to attach it. And it was like right after they you know demonstrate that you can chop down trees again. And that's that's me thinking I'm being creative, but that's actually the hand of the the developer guiding me. Like, I'm like, cool, I'm going to chop down every tree in this area. Which is what they're so good at, by the way. Yeah, so exactly. That's what they're so yeah. good at. Well, and, like, I, 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 again, you know, not to keep referencing social media, but, like, I tweeted out a picture of, like, a bunch of expo markers just attached end to end to end. Yeah. Yeah. For, for Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> and, like, that, that, that's what I was thinking. If I just, just, mm -hmm. just attach them all together, set it down, run across it, get a treasure chest with a little something for my trouble. It was fabulous. I had such a good time. And then it has a, a really, really cool finale sequence where, like, you get the shrines and then you get some story and then there's some more stuff. The only thing that I would say, like, if I could suggest a change to them is to give you the damn tunic sooner. Because I think 
like everybody, I assumed I missed it because they don't give it to you like towards near the end. So I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, I thought I made a mistake. I was like going like backtracking, trying to figure it out. No, I reloaded the game. Hold it. Yeah, I thought I missed it. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I because oh, I really wow. wanted it. I love mm-hmm. his green like half tunic. I think it is so cool, yeah. and I did not want to miss it. And you get the pants in that initial yeah, shrine, and then well, yeah. the yeah. pa- pants maybe an exaggeration for how much the he's covered your bottom half leg wear or whatever it's called. You, yeah. you, <laughs> you you get this sweet mini skirt and sandals combination yes. that I think look, Link looks fabulous in, but without the like toga to go on top uh-huh. that you've seen in all the trailers, you, it definitely feels incomplete. And especially like if you played a lot of Breath of the Wild, like it gives you your shirt and your pants right away. Yeah. So like, like I was like, I, I literally thought that like that the other chest must have been right next to it. And I just didn't see it. Like I, that. Yeah. And so I, I thought about doing the same thing. Cause you can't get back up to that spot easily. So I was like, Oh, you can, dude. if you use uh, ascend. <laughs> well we you know we were still early yeah yeah <laughs> figure out how everything works and so yeah that that i think is the one miss with the area but like other than that i thought it was really fun how about you chris i feel like it it did a really good job at reintroducing you to some of the uh the mechanics that were in breath of the wild like especially the cold and everything like that like hey this yep. is a, like you are going to encounter weather and you have to be prepared for that um here's how you do it like here's your spicy fruit um you know and and they tell you how to cook and all that good stuff um i did appreciate that because it it is such a core mechanic just like of the way breath of the wild worked and obviously how this one has to work um it I was of the same camp as you, Logan. I mean, granted, I was also like I was playing it in the car on the way to Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was like, like, part of me was like, this is not how I wanted to experience the beginning of this game. But I digress. Um, it, uh, it. It. Was a little I thought the the intro sequence was really, really cool. The way like they, you know, set up the whole story and everything. Um, and then once you get to the Rari stuff and it's like, okay, there's four corners and I got to go to each one and I got to do the thing like, but it does do a very good job at introducing you to each of those. Like, I think it's very necessary. It introduces you to each of those mechanics. One at a time, it gives you just enough tools to be able to learn how they work without getting overwhelmed while you're wrapping your head around. Okay. How do I manipulate these objects with the controls? Cause they are a little funky. Um, like it, I really, like you said earlier, like I didn't like them at all. Um, as far as ha- like turning objects and like, I always think I can turn it a certain way when it's at a, like a specific angle and it's like, no, I got to turn it all the way around and blah, 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 blah. Um, and eventually you get the hang of it. Um, but it, uh, no, I, I think it, it does a good, it does a good job at setting up how uh the rest of this game is going to be structured and like how dependent upon these tools and and abilities like the adventure is going to be um it 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 did feel weird that like if you fall off the sky islands like you can't just go to hyrule and i get why they do that but like i kept just wanting to jump and they wouldn't (laughs) let me yeah Yeah, same deal with the great plateau though you didn't have the glider yeah you couldn't Hop off the side. Yeah, and you, you didn't yeah. have the, the glider yet, so you were gonna just splat on the ground. But uh, can I say though, the moment where you do get to make the leap, oh right, my that whole god, yeah. and then logo comes in, it's amazing. Oh my god, yes, it's yeah, just, so good. Like shook me to my core. It was, fa- it, yeah, it it hit me so hard, and I was yeah. like, I like, I felt like emotional watching that. Like I was mm-hmm. so in it at that point. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, there's one more thing I want to ask about the Great Sky Island, um, because I don't want to spoil this. But uh, have you guys both seen a returning enemy yeah, on that was on the Sky Island and inhabits caves around Hyrule? Uh, from past um, Zelda game? Sounds like Chris hasn't seen it. I have encountered an enemy in a cave from a past Zelda game. I don't know if it's the same one. They Probably. gave me something for it. Then I think you have. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. I, I, I have a guess of which one you're talking about. Is it like much more terrifying now than it used to be? It is like uh, much more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't think we're talking about the same no, thing. Then never mind. <laughs> we are. And oh God, do I hate these things? What are you talking about, Chris? Uh, have you gotten? Sorry, the tiptoe dance you have to do right when you're talking about this game. There's. Th- have you gotten the ability? I don't think. I don't think this is that spoilery. Okay. It's an ability that you get, so I'll just mm-hmm. say it. Um, have you gotten the ability to save a creation? that you make yes okay that's who i'm thinking of oh no no not no in a, in a just you know the caves in this game the caves. oh in the beginning yeah in the beginning oh i'm sorry yeah it's all right uh i don't know who you're talking about then okay well yeah there's a returning enemy that i really like from could i go Wars. back to those caves Freaking they're in pretty things. much every cave uh they're in pretty much every cave in the overworld there's almost always one in there they they are shockingly terrifying Chris is so confused. That, that's, no, that, that's not the one no. I'm thinking of. But oh, okay. That, that too. Oh, that, that too. Yeah, that too. Okay, <laughs> well, just forget it. I feel like I should just say it because it's not that big of a deal. And we're, we're hyping it up. Um, but I won't. I won't spoil um, this enemy for Chris. I, I do want to ask, because it was one of those moments that, and again, like this is more of a, I'll say it's a tip um, in that Sky Island area. Did you guys find a shrine from using the recall ability shortly after getting the recall ability in the Sky Islands? No. I don't remember. So if there's you after shrine you, up there, there's a shrine up there. If like, you whoa, when okay. you get re, when you get recall, there is a uh, it's like two sets of like it looks like a plus sign that are spinning. Um, it's like in a cave area. And I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. And if you hit reverse on it you can jump on it and then go to the next one and then go to like this hidden area and there's a shrine in there is it it, yeah what you're describing sounds like a shrine that is actually right above where you kind of start that area it is Uh, kind of there where you get your your little mini skirt oh okay yeah that's how i got to it and i felt like the smartest person on the planet that's what this game does makes you feel (laughs) like that's how i got to it I got to it in a really stupid I'm way. I'm sure there was like a door that I could have just no, gone through. No, you did it the right like, way because you oh, okay. can only That's get it once you get recall. Okay. I did it some stupid way where I went back to the Shrine of Awakening and then I found like a place I could glitch ascend and then I just ascended and popped right up by it. Nice. That's how I did it. Yeah, I, I, I nice. adore ascend. I think it is so much fun. I have, a, I have one more dumb question and then I, I'm out of dumb questions. Okay. Where do I go? Where's the goddess statue? Because I don't remember and I haven't Googled it. I need to get more hearts. Which uh, one? There's one. Any of them. At literally any of them. On the Sky Island. On the Great find Sky Island. Is it in the temple? Island. Yes. Okay. okay. If you've been right. down in the ground, go find any town. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Every town has one, too, yeah. Yeah, every town's got one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got to talk Justin, anything else you want to say about this game? Yes, uh, there is. Um, 
something that I think in like internet culture or gamer shorthand gets thrown around a lot is this concept that like I wish I could wipe my memory and re-experience mm-hmm. something for the first time. So I hope folks who are playing this game and are enjoying it are appreciating the fact that this is that time. This yes. is you experiencing it for the first time. Take advantage, soak it in, and um, uh, you know pr- appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy if you if you enjoy spirits, if you enjoy whiskey, enjoy this game like a, a a fine bottle of whiskey, an expensive bottle of whiskey. Don't drink the whole thing in one weekend. We only get a Zelda game, a new Zelda game so often. Take a few sips a night. I am your 45 life hours in. And have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Logan is not that person. I am. No, I am. I am taking my time incredibly. I'm just taking a lot of my time uh, <laughs> but no i'm i'm crawling through the main story yeah. i'm just exploring everything doing all the side quests i don't think i'm gonna be ready to beat this game until i'm well over 100 hours in like yeah no i'm soaking it in because yeah new zelda is better than new anything else and uh, yeah so yeah, I'm, I'm i'm making it last yeah it's outstanding i'm glad you guys are loving it too gosh it's i just can't stop thinking about it. i had a dream about this game two nights ago I was dreaming. That's how you know a game's good. Yeah. 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 I I can't stop thinking about it. Well, we're going to talk about it more next week and the week after and the week after, (laughs) I'm sure. In fact. Yeah. So if if we didn't get to say everything we wanted to, there will be plenty more time. But I'm prepared to say this is should be our new number one on our best Nintendo games of all time list. uh, If we I'm ready to make that that. change. Uh, We need to finish it and let it sit for a while. But right now, that's how I'm feeling. Um, so I, I think it is Nintendo's finest achievement as of right now, which is pretty dang awesome. That's really cool that we're in that moment right now. Because when Breath of the Wild came out, I, I had a, I didn't have that many friends that were super into games. I think I've said this before. More of my friends were like my, my sports friends. Like we watch Mariners and stuff. And so now I'm surrounded by people that I write about games every day. I get to talk to you guys about games every week. And it's uh, it's really fun to be living in this moment um, for this game that I felt like I missed a little bit uh, the last time around. So, yeah, well, I think a large part of it is Nintendo was in such a down slump at that at that time. And now it's like so many people have switches, like even people that, you know, normally wouldn't play video games. It's almost like that Wii era type of hype again. The final sales numbers for this game, which has already crossed 10 million, is good. It could be absurd. Yeah. Fastest Nintendo selling Nintendo game. Basically ever, along with Scarlet and Violet. But yep. yeah, 10 million in three days, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, congrats to them. Uh, yeah, huge, huge win. And can't wait to talk about this for, gosh, at least the next month, probably all year. We'll be talking <laughs> about this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you guys get physical or digital? Yes. Both. Yes. Digital and the collector's edition? Oh, there it is. Yes. There it is. Okay, cool. Attaboy. Uh, Tribe's so, coming through. Yep. This is what a nice segue because uh, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, search Toadstool Boardroom. I am holding my physical copy, which is Whoa! in Japanese. Hey. Yeah. So that's a great transition hey, to Photoshop. Uh, my trip to Japan, uh, which was it was incredible. It was it was absolutely amazing. Uh, here on the show, I'm only going to really be talking about the Nintendo focused parts of it, obviously. But yeah, I was gone for three weeks and I miss it. I do miss it a lot. It was it was an absolute blast. Actually, the um, the guy that you build the signs for, you hold up the signs for, he gives you like rice balls 
And we had rice balls for breakfast pretty much every morning in Japan. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I do them so I can get the rice ball. So I can just look at the picture of this rice <laughs> ball he gave me and be like, man, I wish I was eating my rice ball right now. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I did a ton of Nintendo related things. I guess I'll start with the Nintendo Tokyo and Osaka stores um, because, wait, I'm sorry. I had this beautiful segue. I forgot to read our listener email about Zelda. So let me rewind, let me recall okay. and go back to uh, talk about this. Thank you, thanks for the sound effect. Yeah, because we got an email from Tim. Uh, he he put in like three little bullet points, uh, totalsupportroom at gmail.com if you wanna send your own. He put in three bullet points where he said, if these are too spoilery, don't read them out loud. And yeah, they're a little too spoilery for what we're doing today. Um, so maybe next week, I think we'll be able to read out what you said, but I can still read um, what Tim wrote first and last. He says, Man, oh man, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm still quite early into the game and I'm blown away by how unfamiliar everything seems despite it being the same Hyrule. Even once you hit the surface, you can tell they were quite intentional with how they, nice word choice. I'm gonna talk more about that later. About how they placed enemies, settlements, and underground locations to show you the rules have changed this time around and you can't play this game like Breath of the Wild. I think you can, I just don't think it's as fun as what you can play this game like. Uh, and then, then Tim gave us the three bullet points that I'm not going to read. And then Tim writes, bonus, I still have no idea where to get my glider. So when I first <laughs> met Impa and she took me up in her balloon, I was forced to dismantle the balloon from where we were, causing her to very gently shout for help. Side note, kudos to the dev team for recognizing that might happen. You can't dismantle her hot air balloon again once it's grounded afterwards. I can't wait to see what else this game has in store in me. For me, can't wait to hear about your impressions and experiences too. So yeah, that's that's funny. Our new also, and team are just running laps around everybody else at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually uh, I had a similar moment where I used recall to get up to a sky island before I had the glider, and then I had no way to get down, and I used my abilities to get down in a very fun way. It took me like eleven deaths, but I did it, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's no tip to anybody playing for the first time: stick to the main story until you at least get the glider. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't go roaming too far. Yeah. And then we got a listener question from some guy named Odell. I'm Never I'm not exactly Never heard sure. of him. Yeah. So yeah, Odell emails the show. I told supporter.com and says, do you think the Ganondorf is the same Ganondorf we see in all the mainline Zeldas? Also, why do they act Ganon like Ganon and Ganondorf ain't the same person <laughs> at times? It's because Ganondorf's the beast. Or sorry, Ganondorf's the human and Ganon's the yeah. beast. I think it's just a title difference, right? Yeah, it's like we shouldn't uh, talk about the first one. It's a little spoilery. I feel like it's like an incarnation. Yeah, it, yeah. it's like when a pro wrestler changes to a different persona. We just have to go with it yeah. and just assume it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like the title, the I wish title they card. explained it that way. Like it's like <laughs> Onuma's like sitting in a direct, yeah. and he's just like, think about your favorite pro wrestler. Right. <laughs> when nice. uh, when when Rocky Maivia became The Rock, <laughs> the right, ringmaster so... became Steve Austin. Thanks for sending those and sending more Zelda stories. Uh, we'll read more and we'll kind of like let the floodgates open a little more with our own stories. I think as we get further from launch today was just kind of general. Um, it's a weekend. I know a lot of you out there have not been able to play as much as me. So we'll, please, we'll I, I beg you though, set, send us in your, your stories. Yeah, Cause I want to read everyone. Oh moment. yeah. And send videos them. definitely yeah, tweet them at us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, tweet. If you got great videos, tweet them at toadstool uh, boardroom. At toadstool BR. At, as, as, at Toast will be our please, please, please let us see those. Yeah, I'd yeah, really love to see those. Um, 
Yeah, because that is, I think, a lot of the fun of this game. And a lot of the stories aren't super spoilery because this mm-hmm. the nature of this game, like Breath of the Wild, it's writing your own tale. And yeah. I love that about it. I love that we can sit here and talk for over an hour and not spoil anything for each other because it's just also different. It's just very That cool. is one, one last <laughs> final thought on this. Um, when I when we were talking about like getting into this game and like how how we were going to be avoiding spoilers and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been doing a disservice to myself by actively avoiding the internet as much as I possibly can. Like to an extent, like, cause it's that, it's that oh, balance. Yeah, that, like you don't want to be spoiled, but you want to see what people are doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I can't figure this out. I don't, I'm too stupid. And yeah, no, hey, I, hey, I'm like, guys, spoilers for that time that link tried to put a bomb, uh, arrow together when he was in a hot cavern and blew himself up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Okay. Sorry. I got to put the lid on Zelda. Yep. We'll move on. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Back to Japan, I was talking about my time at the, I was going to start here with the the Tokyo and the Osaka Nintendo stores, which in America, we only have Nintendo New York, which I've never been to. So this was my first experience going to like a flagship Nintendo store. And dang, that they're so cool. They are so very cool. They have enormous statues of Link, Isabel, Mario, and Inkling, which, yep, they're the core four. I'm telling you right now, it's Nintendo right now. Um, and then they have a little Pikmin section too, because Miyamoto loves his Pikmin. So of course they have to have that in there. Um, yeah, but just all of like the kind of internally like Nintendo EPD, uh, stuff is what's here. Like there's not any Pokemon cause they're right by the Pokemon centers. There's a little bit of Kirby, but barely any, um, cause there's some official Kirby stores elsewhere in, in Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, so it's those four franchises, honestly, most impressed by the Splatoon stuff, like just really, really cool, funny things like an umbrella holder that comes with a, a colored umbrella, like a Splatoon ink. And then the holder itself is like an ink tank. So when the umbrella is in it, it looks like a full ink tank. And then when you take it out, it looks like an empty ink tank. And it like goes, that's really back. cool. It's like, that's just so like, I, I personally wouldn't like wear that, but it's cool. It's cute to see at this store. Yeah. That was how I felt about a lot of it. Honestly, real quick. I just wanted to throw it out there. There's a guy on Twitter. Uh, his name is Much Games, M-U-T-C-H Games. It's all one word. Um, his job is he makes the statues for Nintendo. He's like he's That's like friends with me on Twitter. Um, so he'll he'll post like and he has like all this crazy stuff that like um, like molds and stuff that he'll make mm-hmm. in his house. Um, but hit some of the like pictures and things that he'll post, like if there's a new statue at the Nintendo store in New York or Osaka or whatever, like he's the guy that makes it. So like the one um, of Link, the Tears of the Kingdom Link? Like, like he made that. Around, oh my like, gosh. The, yeah. Yeah. Like he literally made that. That is amazing. That's a must Yeah. Follow. He's a really nice guy. Cool shout. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But the statues are very cool. I of course got my picture with the Link statue. Uh, and actually that's the main thing that I bought at this store. You bought have, the Link statue? I bought a little replica you of the Link statue. <laughs> and I really like this one because I'm showing it on camera right now if you're watching the video version. Um, but this is like a design of Link, mostly Twilight Princess, but not really. It looked very Twilight Princess from any game. Me. It's yeah. like his Smash 4 design, which was like mostly Twilight Princess, but kind of mm-hmm. original. Um, so it's cool that they have a good statue of this version of Link that doesn't have a, a pea-colored stand attached to his leg uh, like mm-hmm. the Smash Brothers amiibo does. Yep. Also, Link is smiling, which I feel like in all the amiibo, he's very angry. Uh, so I'm happy that he's he's smiling in this statue. So that was a that was my main pickup there. I also pre-ordered my copy of Zelda, and they, I tried to pre-order two, and they said for my friend who was coming to uh, Japan like a couple weeks later, 
And they were like, nope, uh, if we find out you pre-ordered two, we will cancel both your pre-orders. I was like, okay, all right, I'll only pre-order the one. Couldn't he yeah. just go and get one? Uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to that. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that now. I went back to this, this Tokyo store on the last day of my trip to pick up the game. It was a zoo. It was a madhouse uh-huh. in there. It was a 30-minute wait to get in the store. You had to go up to wow. a guy and get a ticket, and then it had a time on it that you would come back, like a theme park. Uh, and you would come back and show them the ticket and they'd let you in. But I had the pre-order slip. So I got on this line of like four people and I went up and got my copy instantly. And while I was up there, Chris, you'll be proud of me. They were like, do you want to exchange your standard edition for a collector's edition? I was so close to saying yes. And I said no, because I didn't want it. I stuck to my guns. I did not get it. Uh, so yeah, I stuck to my guns. Shake that is like one of those things. That's one of those things that like whenever I, my basement is finished and everything, if I had like a Japanese, like I got, the, I got this in Japan. I didn't order this on eBay. Like, no, I put this in my suitcase and it's like, it has all the Japanese font on it. I totally would like show that off to everybody. I didn't have, I can't, I can't believe you didn't get it. I didn't yeah. have room for it in my suitcase was honestly a big detractor, but I don't want the stuff. In they could have shipped it. They could have shipped it. Okay. Anyways, I stuck to my guns, didn't get it. But then I was up there and I was like, but can you sell me two? And she was like, yeah, sure. No problem. This is all in Japanese, by the way. I'm using my Japanese finally for the first time since I finished studying it like three years ago. So that was like, wow. <laughs> it was very rewarding to like, because I graduated college right at the start of the pandemic. And then I just totally stopped using Japanese because I was like, there felt like no reason to. And then I brushed How up. How well were you able to over. get along with your Japanese? With Sorry? The, how well were you able to get by with uh, the Japanese that you know? Really, really well. Yeah. Um, I ordered food at restaurants that only had Japanese menus and no pictures. Uh, I nice. got us everywhere we needed to go. Public transportation. Um, like just talk. What'd you use? Like Duolingo out. or um, like how did you end up learning it? I, I minored in it in college. I all, oh, all, wow. All, all in the old Logan brain. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to play Great Ace Attorney and uh, it's <laughs> localized. And it was all for nothing. No, that's not the only reason. Why <laughs> Obviously, just very interested in Nintendo. And so that that leads a lot of people to learn Japanese, I think. But yeah, so I got to use my Japanese, which I studied for four years in college, which was a very fun experience. Um, but yeah, so I picked this up at launch. It was super cool to get this at the Nintendo store and then start playing it basically immediately after. That's like I played. I started Tears of the Kingdom in a, in a bathtub in my hotel room because I started at midnight when everyone else was going to bed and they were like, your screen's too bright. Your music's too loud. Get out of here in so the hotel little room. Little bubble bath, some candlelight, <laughs> just you and Link. No, no, just me sitting fully clothed. In an I love the idea. I love the idea of like it's three in the morning and I have to pee, and Logan's just <laughs> in a bathtub, and I hear the great fairy fountain music going. <laughs> That's actually why I stopped um, at around three. It's because I was like, somebody's gonna get up to pee. I don't want to scare the hell out of them. Because yeah. they don't know I'm in here. <laughs> just when just hiss at him as the uh, you open the door. You're half tired. You have half awake. Yeah. So the stores were very very cool. Uh, it was fun to go see those and just see like just how prevalent Nintendo is in Japan. Like you get to the airport and you're going down the escalator to get to customs and it says in huge like Super Mario font like Welcome to Japan and it's like art you've never seen before of like every Mario character with like suitcase and sunglasses and like passports, like all their stuff. Like it's officially licensed, like Nintendo branding. There's a Nintendo lounge in the airport um, that you can go like check in with your Nintendo account. And they have like a big statue of Mario and Toad, um, like all decked out in their like sunshine gear. 
And like, it's just, it's just everywhere. And there's Zelda ads on the train. I'm riding the subway. They have TV screens and there's Splatoon all over the place. And it's just like, it's just everywhere there. And it's, it was very cool to see all Amazing. of that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Uh, I went to Super Nintendo World in Osaka, which uh, of course I don't make it to Japan until there's a Super Nintendo World already open in the States. But I do go to the one in Osaka, which has a Mario Kart ride, a Yoshi ride. And yeah, it's really, really cool. I think it's definitely kind of a, a very, a very kiddie land, like kind of like Toontown at Disneyland, I would say is the closest comp. Like it mm-hmm. is for kids. That's not a criticism. It's, it's just how it is. Um, and the, the coolest part to me about Super Nintendo World was actually the power up band. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but the power up band is the, it's the Amiibo bracelet that you can buy at, at Super Nintendo World. I'm showing the gold Mario edition now that I bought. And this uh, is an Mario. It, it, my friend wore it like this so he could say he was Wario. Yeah, um, there you go. But it's a gold Mario, and this is an Amiibo. It works on Switch as an Amiibo. And as somebody who who watched Nintendo, I'd say try and mostly fail over the course of 10 years to like successfully innovate Amiibo integration, I think this is the best use of Amiibo I've ever seen, was, was here at Super Nintendo World. Basically how it works is they have these little kiosks all over the park, that you go, you tap in at, and then you play a little like game that's like, oh, you need to like turn this crank really fast to make like this Goomba appear from this warp pipe. And then this animatronic Goomba pops up and then he pops back down. And then you touch your wrist bracelet again and you get a key on your account, which you can check on your smartphone because your Amiibo links directly to your smartphone. Then once you get three keys from these three little, little different games around the park, you go and you fight Bowser Jr. in like Bowser's castle. And to get in there, you have to tap your wrist to the side of the castle and these three little lights go on, but only if you have the three keys and then you get to go in and do this ride that's exclusive to the Amiibo bracelet. And it's like, that's smarter and cooler than anything they did with Amiibo on their consoles. And it was just really cool to, to kind of see that payoff as someone who has like 120 Amiibo with, with very little to do with them in terms of scanning. So that was cool. They've like gamified the theme park in a way that I thought worked really, really well. So yeah. That Nintendo World was really cool. Rides were fine, but it was mostly the vibe that was that was a lot of fun to be at. Uh, so that was the Super Nintendo World. I'm going through fast because this is a really long show. But I do want to talk about, I went to the original Nintendo building that was from the 1800s, which is the Yamauchi family home. Uh, you remember Hiroshi Yamauchi was the final president of Nintendo from the Yamauchi family before Satoru Iwata was the first president ever in company history, not from the Yamauchi family which is pretty crazy when you think about it in that way. Um, but I went to this home where Nintendo opened as a playing card company in 1889, and it's since been converted into a hotel. Um, but you can still go, and there's a plaque on the door that says Nintendo Playing Card Company, and like when it was established, so like got a few pictures there. But to see that, and then the next day to go to their current headquarters today, the two big warehouse buildings in Kyoto where they made this game like where they developed Zelda uh, was just very cool to kind of see the beginnings and then where they're at all the way now was, was a very cool experience. And of course get the, the token photo in in front of the big white building. Um, But yeah, it was, it was very cool to see those. And then I also bought a lot of games, which I'll show off here real quick. Let's see. You went to the Star Fox shrine as well, didn't you? I did. I was going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was excited. It's okay. Yeah. It's kind of in my, the big wrap up of thoughts I have about, about being in Japan. But uh, this is Buddy Mission Bond. You guys heard of this game? Mm-mm. No. This is a Nintendo published um, 
visual novel, like detective game, like Nintendo's shot, I think they um, collaborated with like Konami on it or something, a weird partnership. Um, but Nintendo published this only in Japan. It's a detective visual novel, very like Ace Attorney that never came stateside. So I've wanted to pick this one up for a long time. I don't know if I know enough Japanese to read it, uh, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to play this. This has been like a must pick up on my list for a long time. Uh, I think uh, I think you guys will be a fan of this one. Uh, Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land on DS uh, never came to the States, but came to Europe and Japan. Oh, the European copies are like $150. This was $10 uh, in, in Japanese. So I grabbed this, this Tingle game that I think it'll be simpler, so I'll probably be able to read it. Um, but yeah, I was excited. Yeah, that game's not that, uh, that game's pretty easy to grasp. Yeah. And then I got, uh, let's see, this is the big one. Anyone know what this is that I'm holding up on the camera? Anybody know what this Super Famicom game is? I know it's a Super Famicom game. I don't. Okay, this is, uh, this is called Marvelous, and it is a Super Famicom game developed and published by Nintendo, never came to the, the West, and it was the first game ever directed by Eiji Aonuma. It is the first game Ooh, he ever directed. Wow. The last game he ever worked on before he worked on Zelda, uh, starting with Ocarina of Time, and he's never left Zelda since. So this is a Super Nintendo Asia Anuma directed project um, that's you're basically swapping between these three characters, these these three kids on the front to solve puzzles in a like Link to the Past, like Secret of Mana, like overworld. And it's like about three kids on like summer camp. And man, when is that getting a remake on Switch? Seriously, but this is one like, yeah, it's like an honorary Zelda game almost to me. Like I've always thought of it as such, um, like a super Famicom game that I don't hear people talk about. And so, yeah, I I picked this one up. What is that called? Uh, It's called like Marvelous Treasure Hunters, I think. But I've always just called it Marvelous and seeing other people call it that, too. Um, But yeah, yeah. And it's in just pristine condition. Like, man, everything in Japan is so it is just clean and organized and everybody is so nice and you land back in LAX and you're like, it's just so like, why do I live here? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't want to live in Japan, but it was very nice to go and experience that culture. Just like, yeah, like as a lifelong Nintendo fan and, and someone who's like trying to cover them here and stuff for a living and things like that. Like it was just really cool to kind of go and see like Japan and Kyoto specifically for myself and just see where all this stuff actually comes from. Cause I think that we see Nintendo stuff and recognize it because it's Nintendo stuff. And like we see uh, Zelda and Mario and Pikmin and Animal Crossing and it's very Nintendo and it's not really reflected in things that we see every day. But then when you go to Japan, it is stuff you see every day. And I think that that's just like very, very cool. Like seeing like gardens that look like what Pikmin looks like or seeing forests that you can imagine like Miyamoto running around and, and thinking what eventually would become the legend of Zelda or going to Fushimi Inari shrine, which is a Fox shrine uh, that has the Tori gates where Miyamoto thought of star Fox and just seeing that and, and thinking about them being here and, and coming up with these ideas that have permeated for gosh, what, like 40 years. It's just, it's very inspirational and kind of, that and then getting Tears of the Kingdom at the end of all this is like reaffirms why like I love Nintendo so much and why they always will just stand above head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd of video game developers. And like I, I mentioned in an email, I think Tim said the word like, intentional. And that is kind of the word I've landed on on how to best describe Nintendo's game design at its best. It's just it's so intentional and 
thought out and meticulous in, in the best possible way. And you can really feel that just permeating through, I think, a lot of the culture in Japan, just even the way like the public transportation works. It is so on time, organized, scheduled, efficient. And I just feel that way about a lot of things with Nintendo. So yeah, it was just it was just really cool to be there and then to be at the original building and see where they are now and just think about how like Nintendo's always adapted to the times. Like they were a playing card company. They made toys. They made electronic toys before pretty much anybody else. And then that that medium that evolved into video games, they've redefined themselves like, I don't know, four or five times, like on their own. Like I think they get a lot of flack for like, oh, it's always Mario. It's always Zelda. But they, I think, have pushed this medium forward more than anyone else. And it was just really cool to go and, and see those origins. And yeah, it was it was inspiring. The, the Nintendo part of my trip was was very inspiring. And I was having a lot of those thoughts that I was excited to share with you guys. I'm extremely jealous. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to make it over at some point if you can. Because yeah, We it's... are allegedly, potentially going in January. Okay. Uh, Jess has a, her best friend from childhood is getting married. Well, she is married, but they're having their wedding uh, beginning of January. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it through that country, but because <laughs> I do not speak Japanese. I think but, if you stick yeah, to time. the big cities, you'll be fine. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. she'll be with us for a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but we may have a baby with us. So that'll be interesting. Oh boy. Yeah. That's a long plane ride. That's yeah. A long, long plane ride. Yeah. Uh, other really random thing. Uh, I just, I saw it and I thought it was cute. Uh, my nephew was going to bed and my brother texted me. He said, this is the lineup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're going that, to bed. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. He's got like every Mario character in the bed there. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts uh, to share before we wrap up? We have some listener questions. Thanks for sending in those emails, Uh, but we got to go. It's if you're watching the video version, you can tell I'm very warm. It's like 80 degrees in my apartment. Uh, (laughs) So I got got to cut this thing off and I don't. Justin's got a Madden playoff game uh, that he's got to get to. So anything else you guys want to add before we uh, call it a show? All right. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll miss I'll miss you all very That's much. It. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. yeah I was gonna wrap up with that. But first, while Chris is still here, we do quickly have to talk about our top fifteen list uh, that we made, and you listened to the last couple of weeks that we did have shows. Uh, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make a change. We had WarioWare Gold on this list, Chris. It's time. It, we got to replace it. We got to replace it. We got to replace it because the rule was you can't have a compilation type game. And that is exactly Uh, what that game is. Yeah. And it it doesn't belong there. Just worry the first warrior. That's what I thought. Uh, That's what I thought we were doing. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so we got to replace it with something else then. Oh, yo. Smooth moves is a real good game. Veto. Veto. (laughs) Veto. Veto. You go back to Japan. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Why are you back? Dang. Uh, okay, well, then maybe we have to think about it a little bit more. Maybe we just bump it off and add Tears of the Kingdom uh, at the top with Breath of the Wild and, and call it a day. Maybe. That. We'll yeah. sit on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sit on that one for a bit. Yeah, we'll get to your listener emails next week. We have some good ones. Uh, but yeah, Chris, best of luck with everything. And uh, we look forward to, to your eventual return to the show. Someday. Hey, I'll be back. Babysitter, look me up. Hey, there you go. Any parenting tips that you have, throw my way. I am I am a sponge at this point. 
uh, and true, and home renovation tips. True fact: my my son learned how to read by playing Breath of the Wild. Really? Awesome. Yep. Don't don't, I, don't 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 be afraid of some quality video game time. There's some there's some good stuff to take away there. Oh no! I mean, I uh, I learned how to read playing Pokemon. Yeah. I the the one Pokemon I always Animal Crossing. There you go. I always tell people uh, it's not fatigue; it's fatigue. Oh my god! That was all. I was like, "Mom, what does fatigue mean?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my that, Game that, Boy. That, that I'll never me, forget that. That was me and Debris and Debris. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for a very long episode of Toad Soul Boardroom, but our first new one in a while. So I justified new Zelda day. Honestly, the people listening to this are probably playing Zelda anyway, so yep. they're probably happy that they have We're out in this the much for their they're, exactly. They have a rotisserie of Koroks going. Yes. Oh, actually, last thing I did get this little Korok keychain. Uh, oh, cutie. Yeah, there you go. There was a uh, lottery at, at the Nintendo store um, where you could pay seven bucks for a chance to get like um, one of like eight tiers of prizes. And the top tier prize was like a replica of the broken master sword, like on a statue, like on a pedestal. Super cool. Um, but I got the bottom tier, the literal worst <laughs> one. So the most common one, uh, which was a Korok keychain. Uh, but I actually really like Koroks, so I was happy with that. But yeah, it's cute. Yeah, lots of good Zelda stuff. And uh, and these guys. I did get these guys, too. Did you buy those separate? I got them on eBay. This is the Zelda OLED oh, Joy-Con. Oh, okay. I got them on eBay. For a little bit marked up than normal Joy-Con, but it's okay. Cheaper than a Switch. Have you seen the D-Brand uh, skin that you can buy? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I just think the name of it's funny. It's like plagiarism of the kingdom or something (laughs) it's pretty funny that's funny yeah and also one of the best amiibo that they've made one of the best that's a good looking amiibo yeah all right but we gotta go uh that's it another episode of the total boardroom in the books Uh, we're here usually every thursdays this time on saturday we delayed so all three of us could be together for this show um but yeah noon pacific on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your show. Uh, find us on Twitter at ToadstoolBR. Send us an email, ToadstoolBoardroom at gmail.com. Uh, while Chris is not on the show, you can find him online at... Drives93. And you can find all of Justin's awesome uh, Zelda videos that he's posting at... Yeah, watch me get smashed by uh, Talos at K-O-R-E-I-S on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at Logan J. Plant. That's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time right here in the Toadstool Boardroom.